Hello and welcome to the Beyond MRO podcast brought to you by Theme Arrow. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. And today we're talking about major repair and recovery. And I will tell you what, this is going to be a conversation where you're going to learn just why major repair and recovery is pretty cool because we have two great guests. One is really in the mix, as you will see. So I am really excited to bring them on. Michael Turpin is the Vice President of Major Repairs and Recovery for Theme Arrow. And Lindsay Gamel is Director of Operations for Major Repairs and Recovery for Theme Arrow. Michael, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to this conversation, and Michael, you're really in the throes of everything, so let's start off with you. I'd like to get a brief background from our guests if we can. Can you start off, Michael, and just kind of give us a brief bio before we get started with the questions and answers? I got out of high school, I joined the Navy, and uh, did. I uh, was a crew chief on helicopters. And shortly after that, uh, getting out, I went to McDonnell Douglas and worked there for a while, and then got into a, a group called RAMS, which was Recovery Modification Services. And that pretty much kicked this off for me. Uh, I started traveling at a, a fairly young age, and uh, that led me to other jobs going down, you know, going down the line, and uh, a few other positions previous to this. It then joined Theme uh, May of last year. So I know it's kind of like super high level, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that Rams definitely kicked this off for me. Wonderful. And what about you, Lindsay? Well, for myself, <clears throat> I'm newer to the major repairs and recovery division. I just joined with uh, Michael in March of this year for Femaro. But I've been in the aviation industry for 20 plus years now. Most of my time has been spent with um, heavy maintenance planning. So working for a couple different airlines and then also some MROs around Florida and really just digging into the nitty gritty of repairs and service bulletins and all of that fun stuff. So it kind of added to me coming and joining theme and um, basically in the background here, uh, planning away and helping support the team and um, just excited for where it's going to take us. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation too and see where that's going to take us. So I want to start off with a foundational question of sorts. What is major repairs and recovery? And then how does it differentiate from AOGs or aircraft on the ground? Because I'm learning all the, the technology and the lingo here as I'm, I'm having this conversation with you. So typically an AOG would be something categorized as, <clears throat> excuse me, as a, uh, a relatively quick fix. Um, say, for instance, if you're getting on an airplane and you're flying someplace and something breaks on the plane, that would be AOG. Um, your aircraft is out of service and, you know, they've got to do something to fix it. Where our projects take over is when there's been some major damage. Um, and it could be anything from a tail strike or uh, a winglet going through a, a horizontal, which is right up here behind my left shoulder. Um, and then, you know, you at that point, and what I've usually been saying to customers is that your airplane is broke. You're no longer AOG because AOG is something we can take care of relatively quickly. You get me involved and typically I will be on site for a month to three months. It really just depends on how bad the airplane is. So it's definitely a, um, I would say, the larger the, re the, larger the repair, the longer we're going to be there. One of the things that Mike and I were sort of tasked with doing was kind of defining 
what major repairs is so that we could differentiate this between an AOG or when our services are needed and when we're going to basically bid it as a project bid. Um, so the definition we sort of hammered out was any project where the scope of structural work extends past the SRM, which is the Structural Repair Manual, or it requires a team to be assembled in the scope of work to be bid on a price per project basis. So that's kind of all encompassing the repairs that go outside of, you know, just an SRM fix, but also it encompasses, you know, your aircraft went off the side of the runway and now we've got to get a whole team together and, and recover it and get it back on the tarmac so we can fix whatever broke. Okay. So now we know what major repairs and recovery entails. Let me ask you this. Why is this service so important to the industry? And then why did FEME want to invest in this service? Well, definitely from, from an industry standpoint, uh, you know, you have a high dollar asset um, that's making you money. And depending on the size of the asset, it could be as much as $50,000 an hour that this, whether it's an A320 or a 747 or what have you, it's generating money. When it's sitting on the ground, it's not making any money. So it is definitely behooves the, the, the airline operators, the adjusters, the underwriters, and the aircraft lessors to get the airplane back in the air as quick as possible. Because even though it's broke, and you can pick any airline that's out there, but when the plane is broke and there's, it's sitting on the ground and it's not making any money, they're still paying a lease payment on that aircraft every month. So money's going out and money's not coming back in. Right. And I also think um, just from my experience in the short time of being in this this particular niche, um, it's rare. I mean, there's not a whole lot of companies out there that have the expertise and that have the tooling and have the ability to support such large scale projects. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Femero brought on Mike. Obviously, he's got 30 years doing this, so he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and just, it's a, it's a new branch to offer to our clients that uh, just really enhances our portfolio of what we can do and how we can support people. You know, I want to dive a little deeper on that because both of you made some great points. Of course, bottom line, Michael, that you mentioned, you know, a plane that's out of service is not making money. It's actually costing money. And then Lindsay, the fact that not a lot of people are offering this service or companies rather. So can you tell me more about what FEMS major repairs and recovery team looks like? What are some of the team's capabilities? And then what kind of global scope do these services really cover? Basically, what can you offer customers? Well, I can offer them anything that the OEM offers them, uh, and the OEM being either Boeing or Airbus. And from a global aspect, uh, we can deploy teams all over the world. Uh, currently, I'm sitting in Germany with a team. Uh, we'll, we'll be deploying a team to Los Angeles here shortly. Um, we're bidding on an aircraft, or sorry, an aircraft project in India. So we have global reach to do this. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's one of those situations where uh, the OEM can't do can't do it all. Uh, and I'll give you a perfect example. We do a lot of work for Airbus. We do work for both OEMs. Currently, uh, one of them hands us work on a pretty consistent basis, and the other one does not. And the backlog for work is actually driving more work to us because they are so busy that they can't get to aircraft until later this year. 
so that helps spool our team up as well. Um, I think that it's definitely a niche market. Uh, there may be one other company that does this, and I, I think we're literally starting to pull the market share our, our way, just based upon the size of the company. I mean, we're, I think, 1,700 strong now. We have 22 lines, or sorry, 32 line stations in the U.S. and 20 plus over here in Europe. This entire crew that I'm working with right now is all from Europe. So none of none of my crew from the states came over here, um, and that's helps because now we've got a team that can deploy in the U.S. if something happens without affecting the crews that are over here. Which is pretty awesome because we've got a lot of projects in queue, and we're probably going to have to pull on them soon. But also to add to what Michael said, um, as far as our reach and our scope, we have strategically uh, purchased tooling to support anything from an A380 down. Um, so the 747, 777s, all the big birds, uh, as well as the narrow body aircraft. And we also have go kits, essentially, they're, they're tooling kits stationed in both Europe and in the US. So it's strategically placed that wherever the repair is, wherever we win the bid, we can dispatch not only the manpower, but also the equipment that's necessary. So we're very um, diversified in that regard. Our, our footprint is, like Mike said, global, and we're just expanding. Femaro was um, very dedicated to making this happen in the right way and giving us the tools and resources we needed to kickstart it. And we did so pretty quickly. That is a, that is a fact. When I came over in, in May, well, actually June 6th was my first start, my first day starting here. Um, I walked in the door with a stack of POs for the material that, that we needed to do this. And literally everything, we purchased everything that I asked for and then some. And I, you know, proceeded to start building these kits. And as we were building the kits and, and looking at them and, and starting to really understand the, you know, the, the actual depth of what we had purchased, at, at that point there, I made the decision that, okay, we're going we're we're gonna to build two kits. And we'll place one in Europe someplace and we'll keep one here in the States because from a, a strategic standpoint, that allows me to now when I'm bidding a project, I cut out a lot of the uh, the cost for shipping of tooling. So now all I've got to do is just move the team and the tools will be here somewhere here in Germany so they can travel throughout the, the 26 EU nations without any issues. And there won't be, I can, you know, from a, an invoice standpoint, I start. It gives me the ability to start, you know, charging less and less and less, but not really hurting our bottom line. So it, it's a again, it was a, it was a strategic stand for a strategic point to to come to, but I don't think it really happened until we started seeing how much stuff I actually purchased, and then it was like, okay, wait a minute, we can really start to you know, really expand this thing faster than what we uh, initially thought. Um, the initial, um, when I first joined the company, the initial thought was like, hey, look, you know, we kind of expect it's going to take you, we think a year, year and a half, maybe two years before you start getting projects. And I literally looked at the guys in their room and I said, there is no way it's going to take us that long. It's just, 
if it takes us that long, I'm going to think there is something wrong. And four months later, we were neck deep in three projects that I ended up calling. I called everybody and said, listen, we're taking a massively huge swing here. If I call you and tell you I need something or I send an email, all I need to hear from you is yes, that's it. And because, I mean, we're taking a huge swing. I mean, we took on three projects simultaneously. And it was, for me personally, it was the absolute biggest thing I'd ever done because typically, you know, these projects are one off, you know, and um, to take on three at once was, I would say, again, personally, it was it was the absolute biggest swing I've ever done in my life because it doesn't happen like that. I mean, that, that's OEM type of repairs taken on taken on that many at one shot. And, and here we are, this small, you know, this small company, well, I mean, 1,700 people, but, you know, this small company. And now it's like I step in and we're going, no, we're going straight, you know, we're going straight to the moon now, not... <laughs> We're not passing, you know, we're not passing anything. We're going straight to the top because it's, they've given me the ability to do that. It's really incredible to see how much has been accomplished in just a short time. So I'm really curious, are there any examples of some specific events that FEMS major repair and recovery team has successfully performed recently, which we're not going that far back because you've really only been doing this a short time? As I mentioned earlier, the, the three projects that we, we picked up literally on top of each other were a tail strike on a, a A321neo, a bird strike on an A321co, which is just a, a, the model change for the engine, and a, a, um, a damaged A330 that was hit by a catering truck. So three totally different types of repairs. The tail strike and the bird strike I did simultaneously over here in Europe. So, and similar to what I showed you earlier, I mean, I, I had both airplanes were side by side. So I had two crews out here running two major repairs simultaneously. And about two weeks into it, um, the A330 was damaged in Canada. And so I pulled a handful of people out of, out of Miami. I pulled a handful of people off of the crews here in Germany, or well, here in Europe, sorry, and sent them to Montreal to do that repair. So we were we were working three large scale repairs simultaneously. And at this time, <clears throat> some of the other projects we have in queue are um, right now a big wing corrosion repair, and uh, we have some support for an OEM um, on another huge repair project. And then we're also possibly going to take on a nose gear collapse that recently mm-hmm. happened as well as some service bulletin work um, for a uh, frame 65, basically reinforcement structure. And another tail strike. And another tail strike. (laughs) So we've got like 10 other projects sort of in queue at different uh, stages of of the launch project. So yeah, it's it's been very busy to say the least. It's a miracle that I even was able to show up looking like I have my life put together today. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully no more catering truck incidents. And I can't help to think what happened to 
the catering driver if, if they still have a job or not. But that's, that's another discussion. So thankfully, no one was hurt and, and everybody's doing well now. So let's get personal for a minute. And, you know, Lindsay, you talked about, I'm surprised that I can, can show up and look like everything's together because you two are both so busy. What is it like for both of you to be a part of the major repair and recovery team and seeing the fruits of your labor? Any particular moment or moments maybe that stick out to you? I, again, I mean, I would absolutely circle back to the three, the three repairs concurrently. For me, that is just, it sticks out as a major accomplishment because it, it, again, as I said earlier, it was a major swing. It was a huge swing that we took because, you know, if you think about just the sheer magnitude of the repairs, I mean, two months on both of those aircraft and four weeks on the other, but the, the allotment of headcount, the allotment of the tooling, and just bringing that all together and having all three of them go down successfully, for me, was a, uh, I, I would call it definitely one of my larger uh, milestones, if you want to call it that. I mean, it, it, it was a big accomplishment for us, for the team, and for the company, because, uh, again, I, I'd been here four months, and it was a listen, guys, we're taking a big swing. And they, the, the entire company had my back without any questions. I mean, and, and, and I think that's a, a key piece as well is that it, it is a, a it's a 100% team effort. I mean, there's no way that, you know, I could do this by myself. And now that we're growing, you know, I mean, I had to get help in here because I, I can see where this is going. And it's not, you know, it's not going to slow down. This is just going to continue to grow where, I mean, at some point, you know, I can see where we may need a, a third team, a third project manager so that we're able to bounce around at a moment's notice. Just working in heavy maintenance planning, um, it was always such a beautiful moment when you push that airplane back and it took flight again for the first time after you know, seeing it completely dismantled, going through all of the different uh, inspection checks, getting put back together, repainted, all of all of that. It was such a labor of love throughout that whole process. And seeing it fly again always just brought me so much joy. I, this is probably corny as hell, but I, I would even get emotional about it. Um, just because I am a self-proclaimed av geek, it's in my blood and I love it. Um, so anyway, being part of this team now just takes it to a whole nother level. Now it's not scheduled maintenance checks. This is whoopsies, you know, whoopsie moments. So this poor airplane just like got a catering truck to the side or, you know, smashed a hard landing. So even more reason why I enjoy being part of the process of getting it back in the air again, back in its happy yeah, place. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, I, I've said this within the group, I won't say it here, but you know, I have a, a different take on it, which is, you know, when, when you go as a mechanic and then, you know, obviously moving up through the ranks, but when you go someplace and you do a wing splice or you do, you do a tail strike or you change out a complete lower lobe on an A320, um, when you get done and you watch, as Lindsay said, but you watch that thing, you know, taxi down, taxi down the taxiway and go down the runway and rotate out, you know, that every single time 
that gets me. And and I've said it. I mean, the, the crews that we have are heavy hitters. I mean, they're a strong group of guys and gals that know what they do and and, and really appreciate the fact that, you know, you've just taken a, a damaged airplane, done a wing splice or done a tail strike repair and re, re, replaced the whole back end of the plane or the whole nose section and watch that thing take off again and fly. I mean, it's hard to convey. It's magical. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's hard to convey the feeling that that, that that puts out there because it's, you know, I mean, it, it's a, I don't know. I mean, it, it's amazing. You know, the, the, the work that we do is truly amazing. I mean, again, I've, I've got other yeah, adjectives that I use <laughs> for this group, but I won't put it out there. <laughs> No, but I'm going to put in a plug for our team here and just, you know, give a shout out to our magicians that work with us. I think sheet metal has a lot of people just kind of, oh, they're sheet metal, you know, they do structures work. And a lot of people don't understand it's an art form to it. And these guys are, they are, you know, magical. So we, like Mike said, we have heavy hitters on our team. They know what they're doing. And the work that they do is incredible, best quality, and also just the things that they're able to do and accomplish is is next yeah. level. So we're happy to have our whole team. That's also, I'm just also going to say growing. So any other magical sheet workers out there that want to join, you know, the Theme Arrow team, then you know where to find us. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And Michael, you know, I couldn't help but think the first thing that came to mind when you talked about the story of of just, you know, Lindsay, you mentioned the word magical, but, you know, seeing the plane take off, I feel like, you know, when you have an injured bird and you release it into the wild, that's the first thing that kind of came to mind. It, it's got to be that same feeling because it's it's your baby for a certain amount of time working on it. And then to see it come back to its original life is is pretty awesome. So as we wrap up here, what does the future hold? What is FEM looking to change or update or add to the mix? Of course, employees, it sounds like, Lindsay, you're growing. Uh, you're going to add some more team members. But uh, what does that look like down the road or or runway to use a nice little airplane term there we are at a point where we could literally grow this as much as we wanted to um for me honestly i'd love to be in a position where we had four or five teams traveling all the time and just bouncing around from place to place um fixing airplanes i mean you know some of the guys and gals are they're they're like hey when are we gonna get out on a job and i said listen that's not the question you need to be asking me right now the question is you know when is the next job because what's going to happen here at some point is hey boss can i get some time off and i'm gonna be like no but but that's <laughs> where we're headed i mean we're headed to that point where literally the, the crews can be traveling as as little or as, as much as they want and i again as i said earlier it's just going to get i it's just going to get bigger because it, it's we can grow this as much as we want to grow it. And that for me is the, the really interesting part of it because I feel like it literally is just, it's, it's limitless. We, we can make this as big as we want, or we could stay a, you know, a relatively small niche and, and keep the, keep the boys busy and traveling and just go fix airplanes. 
So it, I think to tee off of that, um, <clears throat> really what, what differentiates us from other providers who offer the same services. Number one, we pride ourselves on our customer service, our communication with their clients. We want them to walk away after one of these major repairs and just be thrilled, uh, happy that we finished on time or earlier uh, with budget, you know, in mind and all of these things. And not only that, just working with our team, they're uh, a great bunch of guys and girls. And uh, that is what we're priding ourselves on, I think, the most. So word of mouth is spreading. And like Mike said, we're, we're definitely at this point, it's almost it's almost to the point where we're having to put jobs in queue because we have so many going on, uh, which is why we're growing our team. But then I would say just on the horizon, uh, one of our one of our projects that we're trying to tee up right now is having a heavy structures team on site at our CVG location so that, uh, yes, they'll be part of the MRR team. So they'll be able to dispatch to work on any projects that we have, you know, throughout the world, but also just to provide that level of support and that level of expertise on that airfield, which is growing rapidly. I mean, it's, it's the freighter hub right now for the U.S. And incidents happen all the time, whether it's a, you know, ground service equipment that crashed into an aircraft or, uh, you know, any other sort of situations uh, that occur on that very busy airfield. We just want to be able to have the expertise and have the manpower right there to dispatch locally um, and, and take care of all of our clients there. So that is the newest thing on the horizon, uh, developing that whole capability and team. And then, like Mike said, the sky is the limit. I mean, we hope to just keep going and make this as successful as possible. And Femaro is obviously giving us the support we need. So yep. here we go. <laughs> it's exciting to see once again where you've brought this in just a short amount of time and really exciting to think about the future. And you both mentioned Limitless. So I can't help but think that people might be listening to this podcast and they want more information. They have questions. Where is the best place for them to go? Or if they want to reach out to either of you or, or to Femaro, what can they do and where can they go to do that? You know, you need to get a hold of us. Uh, or if you're interested in joining the, the MRR team, which is Major Repair and Recoveries, uh, feel free to reach out either uh, via, the, uh, via LinkedIn and or um, the company's website, which is Arrow. Perfect. Michael Turpin, Vice President of Major Repairs and Recovery for Feme Arrow, and Lindsay Gamel, Director of Operations, Major Repairs and Recovery for Feme Arrow. I want to thank both of you for your time. Really, as I said before, use the word exciting. It is so exciting, though, to hear what you've been doing. And you can tell that both of you are just really passionate about this. And I am excited for the future of the repair and recovery team, because clearly you love what you're doing and you want to help more planes <laughs> that are that are meeting uncertain fates. So thank Absolutely. you for your time. Great conversation. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people with more questions and wanting to learn more information. So I appreciate you being here today. Great. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. We and I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Beyond MRO podcast brought to you by Feme Arrow. Of course, you can go to their website, Feme.Arrow. And of course, subscribe to this podcast to hear more great conversations. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you soon. Let's see.